You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's Saturday. And I know you say, well, aren't we usually used to the weekend edition? Well, we're doing some extra standalone shows for you today and Sunday tomorrow to help you through your world of DFS because. Well, we felt bad. You know, there was no baseball during the week, really, because of the All-Star break. And then here we go. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you get us. What lucky fans you are to be able to listen to me and Chris Meany, especially especially after yesterday. Another good day for the show here on Line Star app. And we want to encourage everybody to go out there and get that Line Star app now. Use it for baseball. Upgrade to the premium product. And on top of that, start to play around with the tools and get ready for football season because football is coming, my friends. Go out there and get ready. But in the meantime, Chris Meany, uh, certainly an emotional evening of baseball. And you as an Angels fan, I know, certainly this one must have hit you in a, in a different place than even just the lay baseball fan who was watching yesterday and probably got emotional. Yeah, definitely emotional. Um, I'm an emotional guy, uh, you know, when it comes to sports. I know, that's and why I like you. This was uh, this was bigger than baseball, but yeah, if you didn't catch last night's game, you know the Angels game yesterday was the first home game since Tyler Skaggs passed away. So they honored him. They they wore the everybody on the squad wore a forty five, and Tyler's wife Carly was out there, and his and his mom Debbie threw the first pitch and just gunned a strike right down the pipe, and to Andrew Haney, who was you know Skaggs' best friend, and. It was definitely an emotional game, emotional, um, you know, tribute to him. They they had a you know his pitcher at center field on the on the wall there, which I'm sure they'll keep forever at Angel Stadium. And you know, just some freaky stuff during the game as well, like seven runs in the first, thirteen hits, finished with thirteen runs. And Tyler Skaggs' birthday would have been today, the thirteenth day of the seventh month. Um, you know, he would have turned twenty eight today. And not just that, I mean, Taylor Cole and Felix Pena combined for a no hitter. Like it just you, crazy. You can't write this stuff up. It's 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 nuts. It, it really is. It's wild. Trout talked about it after the game. I mean, he hit a four hundred fifty four foot home run the first pitch he saw in the first inning. I mean, that's forty five both ways. Like it's getting chills just talking about it right now. So definitely, Tyler Skaggs was looking over the squad last night. And yeah, I mean. That's that was a tough one, but that's something that uh, the entire team will will have forever and will be able to take with them forever. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, definitely a transcending moment for baseball and, and a good one, too, that, uh, you know, the, the game needs these kind of big moments like this. And, and yes. it was a beautiful thing. And it's a good story. And baseball is always full of these weird things, especially with the numbers like oh, you yeah. pointed out with the 454 and the. And the birthday thing and all, I mean, just, just madness, you know? So um, I, I wonder if the angels go on a run here, you know, I wonder if the angels look at themselves and say, Hey, let's, let's go all in. And, and maybe, maybe they do move a guy like a Joe Adele or somebody like that and bring in a big time arm who knows, but they definitely need more pitching. If they're going to make a, a yeah, real run at this, thing they do, sure. you know, it is, I mean, this, this type of stuff you see it in sports a lot. It brings obviously everybody a little bit closer uh, it's very emotional times for the entire team. And, you know, there was a tough road trip that they had and they went out and, you know, they took two or three from Texas and they, they lost two or three from Houston, but they were in every single ball game there. And yeah, you wonder if what's going to happen next, but they've taken a lot of blows since. I mean, Tommy LaStella, I mean, 10 to 12 weeks, Jonathan Lucroy took that massive hit from Jake Marisnik and he's out with the concussion 
but the team definitely is, you can see it. It's a true family for sure. Absolutely. And uh, look, you know, it's, I, I guess I'll ask you this question. Would you trade Joe Adele big time, huge prospect no, for some years of control for wait, 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 you didn't hear the, the trade yet. You didn't even hear the trade. <laughs> you say, no, you didn't even hear it. Right, Would you go it. all in for the trade and get till 2020, mind you, that's three more years of control of Matthew Boyd. Yeah, I figured you would go there, and that's the key: three years of control. I, I don't that's think I'm I, saying this. See, I yeah, I'm not gonna try to make it tough for you. No, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I don't, th- I don't think, I don't think I would do that. I think I would just stay the course. You know, part of the reason, honestly, that Mike Trout stayed was Joe Adele. I mean, Billy Epler, the the manager of the the GM of the team, had had said it. He said he'd never experienced something like this and it was trout calling him after every solid joe adele game in the minor leagues and and like this kid did you see his game today are the scouts saying anything about him like what are they like he's been saying this for a couple years now and i think like him looking at the farm system and seeing you know some of these guys that are starting to come up you know yeah but unfortunately they're not pitchers that's the problem you're right unfortunately they're not pitchers and they need one pitchers yeah you you need one the worst way i mean who's the ace of that staff i guess a teeny yeah, no, and I mean, we'll probably see him pitch towards the end of the season and he'll be pitching next year. That'll be a big boost. But yeah, you're right. They do need something. It'll be interesting. I, I don't think that they'll trade him, but they do have some other pieces that they could possibly move uh, for some guys under control. And maybe that's an offseason move. Who knows? All right, let's uh, take a look at yesterday's games uh, real fast before we uh, move on to today. Uh, Strasburg was chalk and outstanding. He was uh, brilliant, no runs through his innings. So he got W, goes to 11 and 4. So we talked about that. Uh, yesterday in the Tampa game, we mentioned two guys at the top, Austin Meadows and Tommy Pham. Good duo. And Tommy Pham went yard yesterday as the Rays explored for 16 runs. And I was kind of controlling the Rays a little bit about, well, they don't have. The offense is getting kind of lackluster. Well, 16 runs, that's that'll do it. Yeah, uh, Domingo Ramon. A couple home runs for him yeah, in two games. I know. Yeah. Domingo Ramon goes to 11 and 2 as well on the year. Uh, we talked about him being a better value on FanDuel, not DK. And I think that was the case. And of course, Aaron Sanchez was the loss, that's for sure. Uh, Kenta Maeda and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, this one we kind of shied away. We thought there'd be runs on both sides. Unfortunately, for Kenta Maeda, it was only on the Red Sox side where they scored eight, including uh, Rafael Davers, another guy that we discussed yesterday, uh, who would be a good investment as well. Uh, looking around the rest of the league, too, Todd Frazier, another guy. We talked about that middle of the Mets order against Caleb Smith. Chris was all over that, dude. You were all over the the lefty, Caleb Smith, giving up home runs. And wouldn't you know it, we talked about uh, at length, Frazier and Davis. Frazier was the one that went yard yesterday. So if you had him as a lineup builder, that was good as well. Uh, Keston Hira, another guy on the show we talked about. But, I mean... That's not the story from Milwaukee. The story is the Giants scored 10 runs again. So I guess it's not a fluke. Chris, Evan Longoria, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless at this point about the Giants and this offense. I thought it would be like, okay, maybe it's time to, to run away from it and be done. Nope. Nope. Turns out it's still going. They're just in this groove. It's it's super weird. Like Brandon Belt setting the table at the start. It, it's funny. Like Belt, Posey, and Longoria, these guys have kind of turned back the clock. But you look overall at their numbers. They're not great, but they're just in a groove right now. And Longoria, I mean, he went yard again last night. So he's got six bombs and a combined 24 runs in RBI in his last seven starts. It's unreal. And the DraftKings price, as usual, has caught up. We said it yesterday. It's tough to spend four, five, four, six on a guy like Evan Longoria, even if it is in Milwaukee. But on 2-8 on FanDuel, it's like you just ride that out. And then Buster Posey yesterday, he went yard and he had four RBIs. So 
something going on in San Fran. And Brandon Crawford, another guy, turned the clock back. Like, he went yard yesterday. So, it, it is uh, it's strange. But I think if you're a FanDuel player, you continue to ride this stuff out. Oh, you have to. You have to. I know the price went up a little bit, but, I mean, yeah, there's not, not enough to scare you off. And Milwaukee's just – I mean, Milwaukee's become the new Colorado. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, think for that's sure. a hot take or what? No. I mean, like, at this point, it's like, well, it's just Milwaukee. Right. Uh, that's that's where you want to go. That's what you want to do. Um, Robbie Ray went more than five and two thirds. What do you think about that? Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, he did. He he went six and a third, struck out eight. A really good outing for him against the really Cardinals good outing. Continue to struggle. Yeah, do they you know, ever? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're they're just in this. You know, they got Goldschmidt. I think everybody thought that that was going to just reinvigorate this entire organization, but he's had a down year. And overall, I mean, it's just, it's just really, kind of wrong. really missing Marcelo Suna in that lineup. I think when he went down, he was like one or two in RBIs. He was the one like steady bat that they had, right? Like Matt Carpenter's been disappointing. He's lost his spot in the lead. I think Carpenter's done. Leadoff role. You know, he came yeah. off that big season last year, and I thought it was a big trap heading into this year yeah. to pay for him. And it, it looked like it was the right call. Yeah, for sure. Paul DeYoung got a hot start. He's come, you know, back down to earth. And Paul Goldschmidt just hasn't been good all year. But yeah, that was surprising. And you know what wasn't surprising is is Mike Fires. Another strong outing from this guy again. I know that it was at home and it was against Chicago, but he went seven and two thirds and all scoreless. Right? Yeah. 4K. He's doing with just such weird numbers. Like he's top 10 in contact rate and fly ball rate and hard hit rate. But yet he's still getting it done. And since April 21st, he has a 2.31 ERA. It's the fifth best mark in baseball. I mean, you got Rio up at number one, Scherzer two, Morton four, three, Granky four, and then boom, Mike Fires just like jumps out at the page and stares at you. And the other way, the worst ERA since then, our boy Aaron Sanchez. No, oh, so bad. ERA. So rough, bad. Rough it's amazing. Go. He only gave up four runs. So you thought it would have been much worse. That was a good start for him. <laughs> it was a good start. That was he, a I good... mean, <laughs> it was just one mistake to Edwin with the bases loaded. It was a like a bases clearing double. And other than that, he was pretty decent. That's yeah, all right. Don't don't get looped in. All right. And last <laughs> but not least, John Gray, who I was in love with yesterday. Yes. He pitched great again in Colorado. Seven innings, six Ks, no walks, two earn. Unfortunately, the W got decided in the bullpen. So uh, but Sonny Gray was pretty good in this one, too. So the Battle of the Grays, you know, it, it was I guess it was a push, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was a push. Sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's get after it. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And it's Saturday here. So let's get after it. We got a double dip today in Baltimore. They swapped out. It was supposed to be means in the afternoon game. Now it's going to be Aaron Brooks taking on Brennan McKay. That changes how I feel about McKay. Originally, I was kind of off of him. Uh, but but Chris, now that he is 9K on DK, just 7-3 on FanDuel, do you want to put Brennan McKay back into the conversation here? Yeah, I think so. I think we I think we should be able to do that against Baltimore. Why not? It's a team that strikes out, top 10 strikeout, right? Brennan McKay has been pretty impressive. I've watched both starts. I mean, his second one obviously was against a tougher Yankee squad, but he's still like he he still did pretty good. Um he's got some he's got some good stuff. So 9K is it's tough. Seven three is like, do you want him to be your one guy? But I think if you're playing some earlies, yeah, I think when you look at the slate, I have no problem with him being that one guy in Fanduel and you know, heavy, 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 heavy road favorites. The Tampa Bay Rays tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, especially in in the in the day game with uh, you know, Wart will go later on. We'll get to him in a second. Well, what about Jay Happ? He's got a matchup here against Clayton Richard, who is not very good. And you know, we've taken some shots with Jay Happ before problem is he, he just he can't seem to get out of the fifth inning like it's just it's crazy the last four starts five innings five innings four innings five and a third and it's just bizarre to me he just has not been able to get you passed into that quality start range and that is 
Eh, I mean, it's seven two on Fanduel. I am. I it's six six on DK. It's hard not to go well as a secondary pitcher. It allows me to do so much, and maybe yeah. he can be good enough against the Blue Jays. It, at Fanduel seven two, it's a hard pass for me. How about you? Yeah, it's tough. You're right. He's not getting deep in ball games. He's walking. He's walking guys lately. He's not getting any strikeouts. You know, which is weird. You know, he's pitching to contact. You think maybe he'd go a little bit deeper in the games, but absolutely six six. I'd bet you he's one of the chalkiest pitchers on the board today at that price. And again, another team just heavy favorites. You know, he's going to get the run support. He faced the Jays last month. He went seven innings, only gave up one run, got the W, but he only struck out four. Which again is just like he hasn't had more than five strikeouts since. Since May 25th. I mean, that's, no, that's crazy. That's and last year, the strikeout rate was crazy. I think he went 200 last year or close to it, right? Yeah. Or something like that. It was nuts. He was just, he was a strikeout machine last year. I don't know what happened, man. He got paid. 193 in 177 innings. You're right. He got paid and then what? And then what? I don't know what happened, but I mean, I, I'd like to get paid and then what too? That'd be nice. <laughs> that's the dream, Chris Beanie. Get paid and then what? Yeah, you then go from what? a 9.7K per nine to a 7.13 in, Something's in a, in a Something's season. Something's wrong. wrong physically. Um, it's not, I don't think it's mechanical. I think it's physical. Something, something ain't right, and he's soldiering through it because that's a, that's a big dip. To dip whole two in your K per nine is crazy. Plus, uh, before we leave this game, I want to point out to the right-handed bats in a row in this one. On the FanDuel side, that's where you want them. They're a little cheaper there. Gleber Torres at 3-6 in the 8-hole. Voigt probably in the 7th hole at 4. And Edwin Carnacion at 3-9. That's a really good return on investment against the lefty in that home ballpark here in New York. Uh, let's move on here to John Lester, who has been absolutely outstanding at home this year. He's just 8.5 uh, on FanDuel, and I think he is a must. I really do. I think if you're playing the day slate, he's an absolute must. There's... there's just such a huge disparity. We're talking the ERA is like in the mid twos compared to what it was in in other spots. So uh, to me, it makes perfect sense uh, to go with him today against Jordan Lyles Um, from this game too. anything else here on the Cubs side that you want to go into. I know Chris Bryant was good last night. Anything else here that popping to you? Yeah, I would, I would maybe as just a pivot off those Yankee bats. I know probably Yankees and Rays are going to be super, super chalky. So if you're playing, well, I mean the A's too. Yeah. The A's are certainly, Oh, the A's, yeah. yeah. I mean, all three, the Yankees, the A's, and the Rays, like all those are going to be the the stacks that everyone goes to. I mean, Jordan Lyles has been decent, I guess, this season, but uh, over those past couple starts, he hasn't looked, you know, how he looked in April, which is probably, you know, normal because he wasn't as good. He's not that good of a pitcher that we saw in April, but you're right about Lester, dominant at home. So I think if you're looking to be a little bit contrarian and trying to get that low stack early this morning, um, you know, that won't be highly owned. It's probably the Cubs. So, I mean, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, if you can afford those three, it's tough to do. If you're going to go Lester, you'd have to go Hap, and then you'd have to maybe take a shot with, you know, I guess you would have to go McKay. Or if you're well, I think on, on you can go Hap and then the rest of them. I think on DK, you can go with Lester and Hap today. And get it done. And you can get a whole bunch of the A's lineup too. And we'll talk about them right now because look, you, it's same, same deal, you know, on FanDuel, they're much cheaper than on DK, much easier to get these guys in Chris Davis down to just three, two. I mean, that's just madness. Matt Olson at three, eight Chapman at three, nine Marcus Simeon three, five. Those are just really good return on investments against Dylan Covey. So, I mean that to me, it's the A's it's John Lester, whatever you do after that, it's up to you. If you want to go with McKay, that's fine. If you want to go with half, that's fine too. It doesn't make a difference to me. I think you have a couple of different ways out of this, but I think you're better off staying chalky and just getting the points you should get. Now let's go to this next one too. Obviously, um, you know, because of the, the time start here, it's more of a betting 
situation here. But what do you make of Noah Syndergaard, Zach Gallon? What do you make of this game here? We got the young Zach Gallon coming up here, and obviously, um, you know, it's a six ten start, which is always that wacky time. But do you look for a Syndergaard here who's continuously falling? You see his price down to eight six at this point, eight one over on DK, which is a huge value of where he would normally be. Do you do you think there's like a way out of this here for Syndergaard? Or is this going to be just mediocre the rest of the season here? I I told our boy Jake Seeley, who's part of your fantasy block block book, um, that I think this is just it for Syndergaard. I mean, he called me crazy six weeks ago. I should check back in with him. I th- I think that this is just it with Syndergaard. I mean, if you just look at the game log, it's and he's not striking out as many guys, and he's walking guys. Like everybody's given up home runs, so whatever. Like he's given up home runs. He's allowed fourteen. The best pitchers in baseball are allowing home runs. But just look at the track record. Like three walks, three rocks, two, two, three, two. I mean, he's at least he's walked at least one guy in in fifteen, fourteen straight outings, and he's given up a lot of hits. Like seven hits, seven hits, ten hits. So definitely not in cash. Like if you would have told me four months ago, middle of July. You know, Syndergaard on the road, the Mets, you know, favorite on the road. I'm going to roll out Syndergaard every single time and in cash. I just don't feel great. Even against this Miami squad, I just don't feel great about him in cash. But the last time he faced the Marlins, he only had three strikeouts through seven. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you do. I, I really don't. No, I don't. I can't Honestly, get a feel on him. The only thing I can say for, for Syndergaard is that I think he's lost a little bit of that intimidation factor. I don't see him thrown inside anymore. I don't see him dusting guys as much as he used to. I, I don't know what he's trying to do here, but the Noah Syndergaard that was effective was the one everyone was afraid of. And I think that fear factor is gone. You know, I mean, maybe it's a velocity thing. I don't know, but it's, it seems like more about where he's throwing the ball and he's not pitching inside as much as he used to. He's not intimidating as much as he used to. And, you know, guys are a little bit more patient with him. And because of that, they, that's why the walks are up uh, in this game too. A couple of things to point out. Robinson Cano all the way down at 2.6. Todd Frazier, 2.7. Dominic Smith, 2.4. So two out of those three bats are lefties against Gallon. Gallon's been pretty good since he got the call up, but again, kind of limited, two hundred yeah. pitches, five innings. So that's the that's my problem with them. Uh, Charlie Morton is eleven five on Fanduel tonight. Uh, he is eleven eight on DK. He's going up against Means. I'm gonna fade away from Charlie Morton, and it's not a, it's not an indictment on Morton at all. I just think that there's some better guys out there tonight, uh, including the next one, which is Trevor Bauer at ten five at home. Uh, it was just funny because Odorizzi is super cheap tonight. So it's like all the, I don't know, it's like all the Vegas <laughs> algorithm money just went away from Odorizzi into Trevor Bauer. But I think Bauer is a is a better chalk game, cash game guy tonight. What do you think between Bauer and Morton? Which way do you want to go? Yeah, I would rather go Bauer too. Um, to be honest, I mean, the next guy, Boyd, we talked about him off the top of the show. You're looking at all three of these guys. I think I'd rather go Boyd over Morton and Bauer. I mean, you're right. Morton's going to be fine. He He's going to be great. I mean, he's probably going to rack up seven or eight K and, and get a W if you want to spend that. That's great. But he basically has to be perfect to return that to return value with that price. And John Means has been good. We know this with John Means. I mean, didn't get the pitch in the all-star game, but he was there. He was represented and he's, he's, he's been really good this season. So um, there's a chance maybe you don't get the W, but out of all the guys, I think it's Boyd. I mean, I think it's Boyd just against Keller. It's a decent matchup against Kansas City. Maybe you'll get the W, maybe you won't. But um, yeah, I'm kind of shying away from Morton. And Jake Odorizzi is interesting. Like he's kind of come crashing back down to earth. Like he had that 
wicked run. We were just kind of blown away with it. Now he's allowing home runs, six in his last four. He's walking guys. And this is this is something that he's done in his career. Like yeah, he's always been a strikeout guy, but for the most part he's been a he's been a heavy fly ball pitcher. And that's really starting to catch up to him, you know, as he heads into this start right now. Yeah. I mean Bowers Bob Boyd's been terrific. Boyd's been terrific this year, but everything you said is correct. I also think some of the trade rumors are starting to get to him a little bit. You know, these guys are human beings. I think a little that that rumbling of, hey, you might not be here, whether it's more pressure you put on yourself or whether it just makes you a little uneasy, whatever that is. Uh, but Trevor Bauer against the Twins, I think, is a fascinating one tonight. Look, he's, he's had some huge starts lately. He's yeah. got um, 29 Ks in his last three outings. And then you've also got, you know, we'll jump ahead here and back and forth, but you've got Sale tonight, too, at 10-7. So roughly the same price. And then Nola at 10-3. To be honest with you, I like Bauer and I like Nola. I like those guys the most on FanDuel side because Noel has been absolutely lights out. And I just think Patrick Corbin is, is beatable, you know, with the Washington nationals and, and that lineup is good, but not what it used to be. Uh, the, the trouble is when you go over to DK, it's funny because Matt Boyd is more expensive than Trevor Bauer, not by much, but 11.1 to 10.8 Bauer's more expensive than sale and sale is more expensive than Nola. So if all things being equal on DK, give me Aaron Nola. The cheaper guy to me is the right answer. And I think Nola has equally good of a chance as any of these other guys returning investment today. Well, he's yeah, you're right. He's just been so good. He's been so dominant. It is. This is a crazy slate. There's so many good arms because yesterday we were just trying to find one that could be right. good. Right. We really were outside of Garrett Cole. Um, so, yeah, I Nola has been so dominant. I agree with that call. I like Chris Sale as well at 10-5. I wonder what the ownership's going to be with him. I wonder if people will just shy away because he's been pretty mediocre against mediocre teams, right? He's had some some layups and he just hasn't shown up. But looking at yesterday and seeing the Dodgers struggle against Erod, a lefty, like Erod had like 10 Ks yesterday yeah. against that Dodgers squad. So you wonder if Chris Sale can go in there and do the same thing. So those are actually the two I'm looking at, Sale and Nola. I like the price discount. And I wonder if just ownership will be a little bit lower because they're facing the, you know, the Nationals and the Dodgers. That's that's kind of the how I feel and how I'll go go about things. I think there's a solid return on investment there. All right, let's let's flip the script a little bit. Is there any contrarian love here in tournaments for Odorizzi? Let's start with him against Trevor um, Bauer. Yeah, absolutely for sure at that price seven seven. I mean, he's just seven seven bit. on DK. Yeah. To me, it's it's a DK secondary pitcher play. Win yeah. the tournament that I think I think that certainly flies the way you look at that one. <clears throat> and then I'm trying to think, is there any other? I mean, is Ross Stripling a, a massive contrarian play tonight? Uh, he is a massive contrarian play. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that's a nice way of saying you're crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy, but no, uh, right. I think it's a little pushing the limit. It's what about just, Julio Tehran? What about him? I mean, uh, I know it's I know. But when you look at the numbers, no. when you peel it back. When you peel it back and San Diego strikes decent. out a fair amount, I think it's fine. I think yeah. it, I think it's fine. I got no I, problem with that whatsoever. I mean, Keuchel did okay yesterday. He, he was fine. He walked guys. He didn't strike out guys. But Toronto, I mean, striking out eight per. I know mm-hmm. he's walking some guys. You look at the Padres, and yeah, they strike out a ton. But this guy's got a 3.75 ERA. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not bad. And, and, and you, you look at the game log. And you can't put Mike Miner in this grouping because he's, he's too close in price to the other guys. So why would you even bother? Exactly. Especially with, especially with Altuve and Springer at the top of that lineup again. And Altuve, by the way, just 3.6. So that's something you you know you got to keep in mind as well. I'm definitely fading Bumgarner too in this late in Milwaukee. I know the Giants have been really good and all that crap, but I'm sorry, I'm I'm staying away from it. Milwaukee's just a madhouse. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's just mad. Yeah, no, but I don't. 
don't let's talk him. about it. Evan Longoria still two point nine. Buster Posey two point eight. Going against Zach Davies. Why not? Right. Why Absolutely. Not? I mean, why not ride this out? Uh, and you look at lefties. I mean, they've really got to Davies so far. 356 Woba, 293 average, 49 slugging. I mean, seven of the 11 home runs have been lefties. And, you know, Davies got a worse ERA at home compared to on the road. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Brendan Belt atop the order of the lefty. Evan Longoria is not going to be hitting the five spot. He's going to be moving up. I, I'd imagine it's the same Belt, Posey, Longoria. And that's, I mean, that's, it's a contrarian tournament stack it really is like if you're both if you're playing multi lineups you cannot ignore what's going on in san fran and the fact that they're going to be in milwaukee again against davies no 100 percent uh then you got merrill kelly facing dakota hudson who at 6.8 i want to put in that secondary dk conversation as well i know the cardinals have struggled but dakota hudson's one of been one of the few bright spots so i think against merrill kelly he can outlast him get a w there potentially as well uh, I don't. I wouldn't pay him a standalone, a secondary pitcher. I think it's the way to go. Very dominant uh, we, at home, Joe. Very Hudson. dominant at home, too. Uh, so Dakota Hudson, please put him on your radars tonight. Secondary arm on DK. He's going to save you a bunch. He's just 6.8. It's going to allow you to get to some, you know, you know the Giants <laughs> lineup, you know, it, it's still pretty cheap, all things yeah. considered, you know, compared to some others. But, you know, Longoria is at 4.5 now, which is funny, like, because a month ago he was probably even he on was DK. Like, remember when we talked about them? The entire roster was under three. Oh, yeah. We had that show. That's right. The, I had never seen that where an entire lineup was under three on FanDuel. I was like, I'd never seen this before. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and if I had, it had it was like a September, you know, call up thing yeah. where everybody just oh, gave yeah. up and threw, threw in the towel. But um, in this game, too, uh, just to keep in mind as well uh, that Paul Goldschmidt price is still low. It's still 3-3. I'm still you got to consider it. Yeah. yeah I mean, even without shots. Ozuna in that lineup, I still think you take some shots there with him yes. against Merrill Kelly. Um, let's move on here a little bit to uh, to Texas, and let's talk about that Wade Miley-Mike Miner matchup there. Altuve 3-6, certainly in play on FanDuel. Uh, Springer as well for me in this one. You want? I think you can fade away from the guys like Alvarez and the big lefties in this one uh, on both sides uh, of the of the ball. I think you, you fade away from Gallo and Mazar a little bit too, but I think you do favor guys like Elvis Andrews and Delion DeShields is just 2.6, another lineup builder type guy. Let's talk about the Reds in Colorado. So Tanner Rourke, Kyle Freeland, what's your make of this? I know Dahl went yard yesterday. I'm fine with riding him. He's always the most cost-effective guy. He's like the one guy that's like in the middle of the order, and he's always under four, even in Colorado. I don't get it. But give him to me all day. They don't give him any respect. I don't understand. I mean, he's hitting in that sweet spot in the order. and I mean, He's hitting he's, between Story and Arenado, and yeah. he's only 3-9. I mean, it, it if you don't have him in your lineup, yeah. you're just you're just nuts. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Even against lefties, I know that Rourke is not a lefties righty, but even against lefties, like he's been crushing them all year. So his price hasn't hasn't adjusted at all on Fandle. I would take shots on those guys, those salary cap, you know, discount guys and like maybe Joey Votto, Scooter Jeanette is 3-3 still. He returned. Uh, Puig is 3-8, and you go look at the other side. Like, Suarez has just always hit lefties really well. So I think, like, if you want one red, I mean, Suarez is the guy that I would plug in there. But there's a couple other, like I mentioned, Jeanette and, and Puig. And on the other side, like, yeah, Dahl, Ian Desmond as well, 3-3. Daniel Murphy, 3-7. I mean, he had an RBI hit yesterday as well. So those are those are some guys I'd look at. You know, Freeland... I mean, he struggled in the minors, too, when he was sent down. He had 29 innings, and he he only struck out 28. We know he's not a big strikeout guy, but he allowed 29 runs in 29 innings. He walked 16 guys. Like, when you're giving up a hit per inning in, in the minor or over a hit per inning in the minors and a run per inning, I mean, that's 
I mean, there's probably no reason he should even be up. I mean, he wasn't good before he got sent down. So I think we could see some Reds runs. It's a reason that 6.8 team implied total is is pretty high for a team that doesn't really score runs. You're going to ride with Suarez two nights in a row? Yeah. I'm not on DK. He's too expensive. For no, no, me. no. I'm no. a shot. At four, I think it's reasonable for sure. Yeah. All right. You mentioned Tehran already. He's going against Lucchese in San Diego tonight. Um, again, FanDuel pricing, the much easier to deal with. Swanson yeah. at 3-7, Donaldson 3-2, Marcakis at 2-9. So those are some nice lineup builders. But I love Acuna at the top against the lefty tonight. I think you can take that to the bank. Uh, anything else here from the San Diego side you want to point out if people don't believe in Julio Tehran? Um, I mean, Reyes, Reyes hits right. He's good. That's, I mean, Tatis is unstoppable. This guy is, is he's just so fun to watch. He's been unbelievable. Again, a couple of hits yesterday from a Machado with the home run. We, I think we were all over that Manny Machado, um, against a lefty. I, you know what? I'm not going to go that way, but yeah, if you want Reyes, I mean, Atlanta's the play again, yesterday they had a four team implied total. I jumped all over that. I mean, it's, I say that now with confidence, even though they only got to five runs, but it's the Braves after all. I think they can get to another four runs if you want to just get the single prop. Donaldson, 3-2. He went yard yesterday. Marquecas is someone we talk about, 2-9. Acuna off the top at 4-2 is not even going to kill you, really, salary cap-wise. And then Austin Raleigh at 3-5 hits lefties. He's been hitting lefties since he, the day he got called up. So, and, and Albies is a good guy, too. So I really like the Braves. I think it's an underrated stack. And look at that team implied total at 4. I just don't think they're getting enough respect. All right. And last but not least, we go back to the Angels. Matt Harvey. Boy, if anybody can screw a bad feeling, it's Matt Harvey. (laughs) So Matt Harvey, Wade LeBlanc in this one, certainly looking for some offense here. Uh, Probably a bit of an emotional letdown too, but still Trout, still Upton. Um, I I think you got to lock those guys in against Wade LeBlanc, the lefty there. And on the other side of this one too, let's not forget about um, some of the other bats like Dan Vogelback and Domingo Santana in this lineup as well. Um, I know JP Crawford had some useful games too. Those guys are pretty cheap on Fandle. Crawford's just three three. So you know, certainly some things you can get done here. Matt Harvey stinks. Yeah, Vogelback so, is a good call by you. It's a great yeah. call. I mean, lefties have this is Matt Harvey's first start in a long time, but lefties have a three ninety three woba. I mean, a two seventy nine average. So it's yeah, it's is not good yeah. for it's for it's going to be some runs. First start since May twenty third, when he Ooh. allowed eight runs and four homers. My two God. Innings. My God. All right. So betting lines today. What do you got, Chris Meany? All right. So I'm going to continue to ride the over in L.A. and Seattle. I think there'll be some runs there. Again, the Braves. We jumped all over the Braves yesterday. The betting lines are pretty decent. So I, I'm not going to confuse everyone with like six or seven bets and try to just, you know, get to five of my favorites that you could maybe just roll out there in a parlay. And we had some success yesterday. So the over in L.A. and Seattle. I like the Braves on the road. I think the under in Texas and Houston is is actually something to think about with two lefties in the hill and Texas is full of lefties and Houston a little bit quiet lately. That over under is at 10. I, I know it'd be a little scary in Texas, but I, I don't hate it. I, I don't mind it at all. I think there'll be some runs in Colorado. Wow, that over-under has jumped up to 14 and a half since we've talked. We've only had a half an hour show. It's jumped up a full run. Maybe I'll stay away from that one. 14 and a half is is a that's a lot of runs. Wow. It's a lot of runs for sure. Um moving on. Harvey can do that all by himself tonight. <laughs> Harvey can do that all by himself today. I think we could jump on board with Philly at home with Aaron Nola on the hill. You could take Tampa by a couple runs today. Uh, I like the Cubs at home with Lester, and then I like Oakland as well. I think he can hammer the A's against Kobe. Who or Covey, who has an 86% contact rate for his career. Yeah. All right. So let's go yard. You and me, Chris Meany. Let's where figure we out going? where we're going tonight for our home run call. And I am going to stick with 
the boy that I just mentioned against Matt Harvey. It's Dan Vogelbach. You know what I love most about the Vogelbach is it sounds like a Subaru. It sounds like the new Subaru, the new Subaru Vogelbach. It it makes sense for you and your family. It's safe. It's, you know, it's won all these power awards for JD Power and Associates and all these things. But Vogelbach goes yard against Matt Harvey, who's going to ruin all the good feelings from last night's beautiful, beautiful uh, moment. So uh, way to go, Matt Harvey. Way to go. But you can take Vogelbach to the bank tonight. I think he goes yard. How about you, Chris Maney? Who you got? Yeah, let's, uh, since I talked to the Braves so much, uh, let's go to Atlanta. And I'm going to go with Austin Riley. I think Riley is going to take – I haven't I haven't picked him all year. Why not? Let's go with Austin Riley against Lucchese. All right. There you go. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPia17, at Chris Media, and at LineStar app. Make sure you go get your fantasy football black book 2019 with the DFS chapter by Chris Meany. Get ready for all your fantasy leagues for football, your best balls, your PPRs, your Superflex, everything. Take the black because That's football right. is coming. That's right. It's the best thing you'll ever do. In your whole life. This is true. This is not exaggerating. No exaggeration (laughs) whatsoever. There we'll be back again tomorrow. That's right. You can have your Sunday cup of coffee with me and Chris Meany tomorrow. There's nothing left for us to do today except step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.